The following episode of the Carnival of Randomness is sponsored by an important message to you, the people from Upsetnik and Associates. Every day there are forces that are taking from you, stealing from you. Your money, your time, your freedom. Immense faceless corporations, banks, credit card companies, insurance providers, government agencies, this list goes on and on. When you are under attack and facing crisis, turn to us, Upsitnik and Associates, attorneys for you, the people. When every day becomes a battle, we can advise and assist. We have been advocates for 40 years. Email us through UpsitniksLaw.com or call us at 1-866-391-3299 or reach out to us through Upsitnik and Associates on Facebook for a prompt, no obligation, communication and consultation. Don't be pushed around. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Carnival of Randomness. Last night, I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas, I don't know. And that's fitting, huh, Zach? <laughs> what was the other one? It's like, I shot a moose, I shot an elk, and I couldn't find a Knights of Columbus. And we're hanging around at old opera house because we have another talking shit. Uh, and with this is Greg. Hi. Patrick. Hello. And you never know what phantom might drop in well. or might not. But I was going to ask a question to start this one off. This is like a James Lipton thing. Somebody comes to cast you in a film, says you're perfect for the part. What do you think they want you for? You're a ringer, Patrick, because you've Oh, for me, it would be a, a bloated corpse number two. <laughs> um, large person. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, ominous voiced uh, large person. Or the, the silent heavy for me. Blank background person. Yeah, I, I doubt it's going to be the romantic lead. I always no, think like it's it's like this tragedy with somebody who has dragons, and it's like her best friend who loves her, and he just never. But actually, the one I've been told tons of times is like sidekick in some indie movie. Yeah. Like the weird sidekick, like the guy. They're like the best friend of the female lead, like in Francis Ha or something like that. <laughs> but one thing we we're going to talk about, Greg, you brought this up, sci-fi tropes. Sci-fi tropes, yeah, yeah you know. Just yeah. good old movie tropes. There's I a grew lot weary of... of this game, human. You know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you think they're still around? I mean, they, you know, at some point way back when somebody had to say all right this is going to be brilliant but now everybody uses it is it just because that's yeah it's, it's like a classic or you think they just literally can't think of anything better to say yeah. a, a trope i think is something that uh is used often because it's either you know it's either easy or uh expected but it's it should serve some kind of purpose or is it a hook though just to sell that where you get the line something that Get you to, it's like I'll be back. Yeah, well, that's how. Yeah, then things become that. You know, like taglines uh, and catchphrases. Yeah. I, I mean, I noticed a lot of that with a lot of these modern TV shows. You know, like the Arrow and all that whole series of things. To all these pop culture references and all the, yep. you know, a lot of. Uh, well, you know, I don't really mean it that way. I mean, you know, you know what I mean. I mean, it's like all this kind of like it's supposed to be funny, but it it's only like, reminds it's a weird me of humor. because I've actually been going through the CW shows from last year because I'm always a year behind. I'm just finishing up Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow, especially. There's always it reminds me a little bit of Josh Wheaton Buffy because there's always some of those pop culture references that us types will get, probably nobody else will, but they're all filled with them. Yeah, I, I think pop culture references is a thing that's that's become uh, an easy humor. 
uh, Robert easy, Downey uh, Jr. does it. Like I recognize, like yeah. in the Avengers, when he said "High Ranger Games," <laughs> the old horrible movie with Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think actually, what uh, I would say, pop culture has become a trope in and of itself. Right. It's it, an easy writing technique. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. You know, de- it's a default. It's like, uh, hey, this thing happened else, two years so. ago. Let's reference it. Oh, okay. Right. And, you know, some stuff comes up by accident. One of the most famous scenes from Raiders of the Lost Ark with the whip battle with the gun, yeah. that was because Harrison Ford did the flu. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say he was, you know, or like they, um, in A Clockwork Orange when, uh, was it Roddy or Malcolm McDowell? I got, I Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell, when he's beating the hell out of the guy and he's singing, singing in the rain. I guess it, he said it, he picked that song because that was the only one he knew all the words to. It's <laughs> actually the book. Like, okay, and it worked. I've read the Anthony Burgess book part of it. And he sort of based the language on Russian. Yeah, but I, but then there's the irony there with Beethoven, of course, when they do the. It's a scary book too because the idea is you have to have people like Alec in the society. If you're going to have a free society, you can't do the thought control. True. But it's not really a hero. Definitely, he's not a hero. No. no. No, I, I, I think that I think now we get start to get caught up in movies about antiheroes and what that means, or not even antiheroes, but 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 a protagonist of the movie who is not a good person or a sympathetic person, like you know. Oh, he definitely isn't. Yeah. But the thing was, and what I would see is I would see Warren Clark, Dim, would pop up in everything in English. And I'd look close, like he's in Deal and Pascal, but he'd be in movies. And i go, it's Dim! <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of just looks back to, I think writing is really kind of kind of tanked the past couple of years. Because back in the old days, you would have some... You know, amazing writing, but is it just kind of slipping in the relying you know what? too much more for a on, second like, on that to just go back that we mentioned this before a little, but the Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola thing where they're blasting all these comic movies now, right? Uh, yeah, is there something to it or not, or is it more just? It, it, this is not a new thing. This is this is you know, I, I guarantee you, if you go back in time to when Taxi Driver came out or The Godfather came out. They were probably some old Hollywood people. Like, why do these movies have to be so violent? Well, one of the things I read read a book, actually. It was a film critic, and I guess realism really, Marty was thought of as being realism in the 50s, because you had the story not of a romantic lead, but sort of homely people who find each other. But this, this critic made the observation that he didn't really like movies in the 70s this is his opinion not mine because they dared to be realistic and he thought it should be escapist fair where they had the more gritty like mm. all the actors in the 70s like taxi driver mean streets I, I, friends I, of eddie Coyle, which is a favorite of mine i think a lot of that 70s stuff they were kind of rediscovering the film noir so they were kind of going back to those old you know, yeah. the detective, you know, where, where guys were getting beat up left and right. and Well, that's the one. Nobody any, had any compassion. Have you seen was Friends dick, of Eddie yeah. Coyle? It's yeah. a favorite of mine. And actually, uh, you know, it's a favorite of Quentin Tarantino's because one of the main villains in it is named Jackie Brown. Yeah. And it's about basically real thieves. Like, he's a small-time thief. And it shows <clears throat> these people are not glorified. They're pretty, it's pretty scummy. They turn on each other. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like going back to that idea of of the the movie centering around people who aren't heroic, you know, and, and it's it's something that's it's character studies or looks at 
cultures that most people don't get to see, uh, you know, and that's escapism in its own way. Watching a crime movie is, you know, unless unless you really are, you know, the member of a crime family or, uh, you know. Well, supposedly what I've crook, heard, still mobsters started dressing that way because they saw The Godfather. Well, yeah, no, that that the the that whole thing, <laughs> like the guys who kind of were at the head of the mob, kind of falling apart, like Gotti and those guys, all they loved these movies so much that they started changing their style, and the old timers weren't. weren't There's happy another one with it. called oh, it's a John Houston film called Fat City, and this is one of those films. Rocky, it is not. <laughs> Because it's about an aging boxer and a young boxer at Stacey Keach and Jeff Bridges. And you think the idea is going to be he's going to train him. Yeah. He's going to, but it turns out the aging boxer has one comeback fight. He wins. He's so punch drunk. He doesn't even know he wins. The young boxer, Ernie Munger, gets knocked out the first couple of fights. Just ends up quitting. And it's, yeah. it's the realistic idea of boxing. It's more realism. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they glitz and glamour, because I think well, there's a lot of those in the 30s because people were in the Depression and they wanted to see something else. Well, that's what it is. You know, You know, I think it's good to see movies now without a happy ending. Not everything has to come up roses no, yeah. for everybody. Well, some people, when there's some characters that deserve a happy ending and they get screwed. No, no but I mean, like, <laughs> you know, it's like the and old... they try to warn the citizens to get out there no, because the citizens... It's like the old slasher movies, you know? Not everybody had to live. Yeah. You know? It was yeah, okay was, for everybody to die. There wasn't always a final girl in those movies. There oh, wasn't always... Uh, the virginal, pure of heart girl who always survives. Why? <laughs> a trope. It's a trope. Yeah. Yeah, all those movies became tropey. But do you get sick of it, though, with the... Uh, we have to, you use the Shyamalan line, the twist, where, oh, where it has to be at the twist. end. Okay, I'm safe. I'm safe. Oh, he popped up again. Or you get sick the, of that kind the, of where it's the end, but not well, the end. Well, the problem with that is the thing about it: if the twists work when they're rare, if you have a guy whose every movie has a twist in it, then it's not going to work. You know, it's not. It's it's it's. There's yeah. Well, it's like you get to the. You know what it is? You get to the point where okay, I know it's not over. Right. But there's always the one guy that gets killed, and you're like, "Good, I'm glad he got killed. He was yeah. an asshole." <laughs> exactly, and that that goes back to my uh, the horror movie theory I have, the pattern. It's like number one person that dies is always the jock. Well, we asshole. had one. Yeah. We had one right here. My my good friend Liz and I. We don't see each other very much because he's very busy being a nurse. And we actually had a movie night, so we finally watched Halloween from last year. So we're watching it at the beginning. They have the two kids in high school. Then yeah. they have the friend who's sort of like a little chubby and a joker. I yeah. look at him and I go. Dead. Yeah, number yeah. three. The jovial fat guy is always number three. Yeah. But I was going to say, I'm in terms of one, one move thing I was going to talk about, too, is in terms of disturbing, I know Greg and I were actually talking about this off the show. Todd Browning's film Freak still, you know, oh. I say, it freaks me out. In a lot of ways, I remember seeing it in comic books that it was banned for years. But there's the idea, it's like that old campfire story of you hear the story and the, everybody in there was real. Right. That uh, yeah, and that's the thing. I think that I I think at the end of the day, people were afraid of of looking at at people who were that different. Were that different, yeah. and and they you know they didn't want to think about <coughs> what you know probably pretty pretty rough. And I think the X Files episode Humbug was based almost on that. I think it that was, was yeah. a real town in Florida where all of them lived. Yeah, oh, yeah. I never saw that. 
Um, well, and for those who may have not seen Freaks or heard of Freaks, it was what, 1930? 1930, it was called Spurs. I think. It got yeah. banned for years, and they did a recut where they do a thing about sympathetic. Yeah. They came <clears throat> back out, but it's about, it's almost like a It's a focus story on a bunch where, of carnival sideshow Where, where there's somebody talking at the carnival, yeah. and... Then they tell the story, and I guess actually the one, the midget in there, I guess was a real asshole. <laughs> I guess he was real pompous. Oh, wasn't that Tom Thumb? No, it was this other little guy who, I don't know his name, but he was in a lot of uh, Todd Browning's films. And Browning's got a weird obsession, like, with deformities. And yeah. I know, Greg, you were talking about the one where the arms get ripped off. Yeah, the Lon Chaney Sr. one. He, he's a, It's a silent one. Where he's a he's a knife thrower in a circus, um, and he likes he likes this was she an aerialist or yeah. something and and uh, so he's fallen for her for I'm not sure what I forgot the reason why but she's he, cute she's in the circus he yeah. figures that to get sympathy I don't know, he has his arms he he has himself strapped to these two horses like yeah. going opposite ways like on a treadmills or something and he has his arms ripped the off the idea being and then she it's says like she, it's really bizarre this, this is what happens the idea is that she's afraid of strong men she, she says something about this so he has his arms ripped off and amputated then she falls for the strong man yeah, yeah. The, the ultimate twist irony see that right. was when the twist works but it was horrifying, and then there's yeah. laugh cut. Like there's just, what do you think of those silent movies? Uh, I think that silent movies are, you know, they they had to work on a completely different level because, you know, you you had you, the acting had to be very, um, very stylized, and it's all physical. A little Everything with your face. Too, well, yeah, they had to. Oh, yeah, you had to. You had to see the emotions. So they, had, you know, the makeup had to be very extreme. And, and I guess so, like. Some of those are really the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Seen that one mm. with all the Art Deco or not the the German Expressionism, crooked buildings, Metropolis, and all yeah, Metropolis, Nosferatu. I mean, because like I whenever they do something, it's the overly dramatic. And see, Nosferatu. I think yeah. if I'm right, they couldn't get the rights to Dracula, so they just did yeah, because it. at the they time just copied the story and gave him a different yeah, name. Yeah, Bram Stoker's widow was still alive. Yeah. In 1921 or whenever they made Nosferatu, so they couldn't get the rights, so they called him Count Orlock. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the same story. It just They just changed the names of everyone. And if you're if talking about, actually, I'm thinking of carnival films, because has anybody seen Nightmare Alley? Yeah, no. No, it's about Tyrone Power. You would. <laughs> it's about Tyrone Power. He starts doing carny scams, but I guess he, it backfires on him then. Hmm. He's like in a cage or something. Yeah. He, it's like the caged wild guy or something. He does. He does these fake seances, right but then around. it turns on him and everything. I gotta watch that again. Yeah, weirdly, I was just thinking about. Weirdly that. enough, like on one of our previous episodes, it may or may not have aired when I said I'd never seen a John Wayne movie. I've never actually seen Tyrone Power in anything. Oh, he's great. Like I know who he is. I've just never seen him in anything. He was in a Zorro flick. He he did. I think. Oh, he I, did I, I I watched one of the it last Mark year. Of Zorro yeah. type thing. Mask of Zorro, Mark of Zorro. I know one of them caused us to have Batman because Thomas Wayne's parents were killed. He was in a bunch of the pirate yeah. type stuff and like the old swashbuckler days. Yeah. And to jump around a little, how is anybody following the CW shows this year? Or this year, I I've, heck, I, I haven't watched them I this am. year. I haven't watched them this year. I usually, I, 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 as I don't have cable, so usually do is they, they all, when the seasons end, they all drop on Netflix. Right. At, See, at what I time, do is so I, I watch them in the I'm summer. a season behind. I guess it's the last season. Yeah, of last Arrow. season I've seen. You have seen a favorite, Greg? Out of them? Show? Uh, CW out of all of them? Arrow, probably, because it's the least, it's the least. Uh, Superhero week? No, <laughs> well, it's the least. They're not, they don't try so hard to be. 
poppy. Well, he's cultural. a dick. <laughs> like the Flash, I like the Flash too, but they get so all this sci-fi talk and all this tech talk that they do on the Flash. After a while, it's kind of like Why? it's kind of too wordy. For <laughs> I me. call Legend of Tomorrow their version of Doctor Who, for especially because they had Rory was yeah. the captain. I like Legend, but of I Tomorrow. thought this season, yeah. the last season, got really goofy by the end. Well. Legends are the, the the thing is that legends. Uh, but they had a dragon in it last season. After the yeah, I know they had a Rob. Dragon egg, and they never, this is somebody. never going to stop. <laughs> this is never going to stop. Exactly. Dragon. But I thought it got really. But I mean, how can I say that when the villain got crushed by a giant stuffed panda in the previous season? <laughs> in like season what? two or three, they they Ugh. they realized that the show the the show couldn't be serious. It had to be silly, so they just leaned into the silly. And uh, and and that's that's really their very silly show. And it, mm. it's, cause they have a bunch of like they're all for the most part like D list superheroes who who you know the whole point of them was they were all pulled together because they weren't really important. Right. <laughs> we can we can send you through time because you are never really going to well, be Brandon yeah, Roth, dude. Cares. You're, you're not going to be Superman. Now you're you're the never, I know. Yeah. Actually, my favorite, like probably Supergirl. Yeah, I like. I think Arno. she's perfect. I think Melissa Benoit is perfect as a character. Yeah, it's it's a good show. I, I like, yeah. and the CG is, you know, the, the all the all the effects are really really good, and the flying, you know, all that stuff. It looks it's pretty. But believable. I just I'm just finishing that up, and you should have seen a Legends tomorrow. Oh, they got a dragon egg! Please, no, please. The please. problem I have with it is I'm just getting burnt out by all this comic shit. But has anybody seen the Doom Patrol or New Titans? And stuff? I haven't. It's no. I've yeah. heard my friend Mike who. Eventually, be on here. He really likes it. He's Mikey's like the kicks kid about comic shows. He don't like it if Mikey likes it. The problem is, it's, is everything is on now. It's everything is on its own streaming service now. Yeah. So unless you're gonna sign up for twelve right. million streaming services, you're not gonna see everything. Yeah, yeah I just you, I, I get them out yeah. of the library and then just watch. Yeah, you have to have cable and you have to have Netflix and you have to have Amazon. They're all harding us to death. It's <laughs> it's like, like, oh my god! But you know, going back for a minute. You all know the story about Nosferatu with the Max Shrek and the Batman Returns and yeah, all that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. yeah, yeah. I think he looked like Ric Flair. Kind of. No, I think Christopher Walken looked like Ric Flair in in Batman he Returns. Did. He kind of did. Yeah. yeah. Well. I guess the story goes Michael Keaton quick because he's like, "What the heck? I'm on screen for 20 minutes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it got yeah, it got to be that movies weren't about Batman and anymore. That, about and because he quit, we had to have Val Kilmer. So thank you, Michael Keaton. <laughs> There's somebody out there. I guarantee, because I actually got into somebody when I was walking my dog randomly in the park. Does this guy starts talking to me randomly, and he tried to make the case that Ringo Starr was. Ah! Hey! Uh, no, alarm! Alarm! <laughs> alarm! This is why we're the Carnival of Randomness. But <laughs> somebody tried time. to make the case to me. And we're being interrupted! No! Sorry! <laughs> you musicians! That was unknown anyway. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you unknown. selling a bag of Doritos and interrupting the show. Hey, let's write something called The Unknown Caller. No, what we're going to do, no, what we're going to do, when people call us, we were just going to pick it up and talk online. Talk about <laughs> but somebody tried to make the case to me when I was walking my dog one time that the only talented Beatle and good Beatle is Ringo Starr. So there's somebody out there who says Val Kilmer was the well, best Well, you know, and again, there's the same thing. It's like somewhere out there is the worst doctor in the world and people go to him. You know, so yeah, I mean, there's no, you know, in my yeah. opinion, which is mine, and you're welcome to share with it and welcome to hate it. Val Kilmer should never have been. Well, one of it. my views is always something different. I thought the worst traitor in history was Benedict Arnold until Jon Snow came along. You know, and then 
But Edward, no, there's Snow? somebody. Somebody will make the case with you. Somebody will make he's, the case that Vel Kilmer was again. the best. Was the best Batman? Oh, I absolutely! It. And if they can have a good argument, all for it. So, so I'm like, going to I'm going to do this. Anybody wants to chime in on who they, their favorite is, I'm going to say Adam West because for what he did, he knew what he was doing and he played the character the way he they wanted to play. Right. It. I mean, and, and don't forget, he's the one that basically saved Batman. You have to yeah. give Adam West credit for saving Batman and creating Batman now. Pretty much, yeah. I mean. Because they took it from that dark, gritty detective story in the comics that people didn't want to see to that goofy, feel-good Well, that's camp. what the comic was at the time. Yeah, that's, that's the, the thing. The comic was goofy if at you, the time. If you looked at 60s Batman comics, it was Rainbow Batman and Batman Underwater. Bat and the bat 2 And, and, and you know, there, that's what they had to draw on. And that's why I think, because I've seen interviews with that producer, with William Dozier, and he goes, he goes, at first, he goes, I, I wanted to do this kind of as an adventure thing, but he started re- looking at the comics, and he goes, the only way to do this was to overdo it. And it was and perfect. He, and and Grant Morrison, when he wrote Batman R.I.P., the story, his idea was he had the Batman of Zura R., who was an alternative emergency personality, because he was trying to explain all those weird 1950s stories where he's on another planet. Right. <laughs> the, 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 I think the biggest mistake you could make is try to explain things. <laughs> Try to explain because well okay if you're gonna explain things then explain how he isn't 150 years old. Have you ever done that where okay they screwed up in Marvel because you see Tony Stark going back to Vietnam so he'd be like 70 now. All these characters don't age. Well, yeah. that's but that was the thing they would do is they would you know reboots aren't a new thing they would do that every like decade or so in comics. A hero for all they, seasons. They would always <laughs> right. they would retell the origin story in most comics over and over again because they wanted to update right. it for the current readers. Well, my theory now is, on James Bond that's just a code name because how do you oh, explain yeah, that, how do you explain the guy fighting the commies right. and then you don't know. Was, you don't have to. That was, that was <laughs> you my. Don't have I, to explain I, anything. I it was. It's the dread pirate. The, the dread pirate Roberts theory. Yeah. It's just the title that scares people. But it's, yeah. you know, because there was what twenty eight dread pirate Roberts in the Princess Bride. And right. James Bond is just a title. It's like, oh god, here comes James Bond. That's why it could be anybody. I think so. Because how do you explain the guys in the fifties, sixties, and then he's out, out fighting North Korea? Right. And he's fighting these. It's, it's you don't. It's like Wonder Woman. <laughs> you it's just a, don't. It's a title. It's a mantle. It's I, not I think, specific yeah. to one character. I, I think I it's just, a good I thing. Did, I, I used to be. I used to be like that. I used to I be mean, like everything needs to make horrible. sense. But now I'm just like uh, yeah, it, you don't have to. It's, it's you know the reason is my, the reason. It's because they wrote them then. What I tell myself is, is ain't over ten of having a comma because I get so. I'm like that too. It's like, hey, wait a second. Yeah, well, I'm still I, bothered by the movie The Hollywood Nights because they played Turn, Turn, Turn by the Birds. That came out the year after the movie setting is. Well, now here's one. Well, that's just continuity, mate. Speaking of good old uh, reboots, I was talking with uh, my cousin Opie the other day. And I guess there's always that rumor that Kevin Smith wants to reboot Princess Bride. I What's think. That? Kevin Smith? Are I you thought sure? it was Kevin Smith. I, I, know, I haven't heard that. I know Clerks reboot just came well, out. Well, yeah. Well, well, somebody wanted to reboot the Princess Bride, and I think honestly they should be stopped. I don't They're, think that's going to happen because it shouldn't. Yeah, it, there was not. There's not a single person who's in favor of that. They should have a character. But there know, is. But there is. I can rumor. think of a perfect character to add to it, though. But there's rumor, and when he said this, I was like, I could dig it. A Tank Girl reboot with Margot Robbie. 
That's yeah. That's a, that's in the works. That I the works. I like. Tank I Girl. want that to happen. I was <laughs> I a huge too, fan of like, Tank Girl. How many people saw that movie? Really? I did. Yeah, I mean, Laurie Singer, did, right? Laurie Singer, right? No, Laurie Petty. Well, Laurie Petty. Petty. I'm a huge fan of and Tank Girl and Laurie Petty. I love Margot Robbie. Yeah, that would I be think good. it would be a great yeah. fit, and I hope it. I hope it explodes. I hope it's. You awesome. know, on that, I was thinking of another one. See, Ice T as a kangaroo. Yeah, I know. I loved it, but I was thinking of mixed genre films because somehow it popped in my head yesterday for some reason. Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Oh, or Cowboys versus Aliens. They're from I never saw that. I, I, never saw I, I, I literally summed up the, the movie plot in the title. <laughs> yeah, Cowboys yeah, versus, versus Aliens, aliens. with yeah. Daniel Craig. From I, Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. a good one because it just totally took you by surprise. It was an action movie. Then all of a sudden it had the big turn. Right. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you walked in there not knowing what the movie was, that it was a vampire movie, yeah. it would really, yeah. It would just the one like, that got ruined for me was the Keep because I read F. Paul Wilson's book, and it's almost it's about these Nazi shell soldiers who encountered basically a Dracula type character in very, Romania. Yeah, it's very strange. And then it turns out he's not; he's some like almost like an elder god thing. Yeah. But the movie was Scott Glenn who looked like Iggy Pop in it. They made him like this monster. Well, they were the, Scott Glenn was like kind of like this immortal hero or something. Yeah. Like he just Highlander. would show up places. Yeah, it was very strange. It was Vangelis did the uh, the music for. It. Was it Vangelis? Yeah, yeah. I think you're onto this something though. I was going back for a second. Like you're the uh, the ageless thing you were saying about you know how could he be this old right. or why? I mean, everybody's into continuity now as far as they want. Yeah, everything to like be one big long storyline. Instead, every, I I think we should kind of go back to just like okay, like the ba- Dark Knight, Joker just exists. You don't need to know who he is, well, why yeah. he's just well, we he's really just there. don't. That's I mean, my point. Anybody... Why does everything have to have an origin story? Well, Wolverine's a good example where they killed the character basically because they had to keep going and the well, mystery Wolverine, of them. Yeah, Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, the, the Wolverine. The Wolverine origin story that they finally did was so disappointing mm-hmm. you know it was just and it was it was so paint by numbers it's like oh no he was you know he was a sickly kid and he wasn't really strong and it's like oh god you know yeah what other take what the other idea of the Grinch in, in the Dr. Seuss book why was the Grinch like he was because he was because he was because he's a creature called a Grinch because I have not seen the Joker film I don't know if anybody has I, actually oddly I enough did. I just saw it yesterday yeah. was he a toker was he a midnight smoker no. Did he play his music loving in the sun? <laughs> you he was one hours. hell of a heck of a disturbed person. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he, he was a very unfortunate in a bad way, though, like that? Where I'm sorry, it, like, what? Does it sort of depict mental illness like in a bad way like that or anything? No, no. You, feel, you feel kind of bad for him because he's like, well, he can't help doing right. the stuff he does. So and he's there, kind of therein lies my problem. He cannot be a sympathetic character. I, yeah. Just I, for I, what he is. Well, he ends up that, being that. In that that's movie, what I, yeah. that, that's an issue for me. And I admit the one thing I thought it was uh, Scorsese. I, I would say I would I would say if you have an issue with a movie and you haven't nice. seen it, you should see it oh, and then to... have an issue. Oh with no, it. did you yeah. like? I'll it, see though? it eventually. I I actually did. I was because not. I, was I know not, you were on the fence about seeing it and everything. That's why I wondered. I, I was I was prepared to not like it because I I <laughs> I'm not a fan of Joaquin Phoenix. I never have been. He just he's one of the one of those actors who I just don't get it. Um, <laughs> I, in the performances, I think that he's very good in. He's not the focus. Um, I just don't think he has a compelling personality, and I can't stand the way he talks. He's very mumbly. Um, but the 
the concept they had for 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 the for how this Joker becomes a Joker is is original in my mind, kind of interesting. The film itself is getting applauded, I think, a little bit too heavily. I don't think it's the film itself. I don't think is incredibly original. I, I don't I don't credit Todd Phillips for being some kind of genius. I just think he watched a lot of Scorsese movies and then kind of copied them. Because almost doesn't De Niro um, play like the, but, the talks like Jerry Lewis character from King of Comedy when he's well, yeah, no, he it's a it's a cross it is a cross between uh, Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. It's oh. just like he took Taxi Driver meets King of Comedy. And that's what the movie we is. Borrow from Killing Joke a little bit. With, a little with bit, the comedy, but, yeah. With, with but see, in the, ki- in the Killing Joke, the idea is he's, he's, he believes he's so insane he can't be cured. He tells the thing about shining the flashlight; they're going to walk out of the building on it, but somebody will turn it off midway. But there is a comic book, a limited series about the Joker. One of the things is where he's a failed comic who can't support his wife. Yeah, and that's the Killing Joke. Yeah, that's the Killing Joke. That's the Killing Joke. That's what we're talking. Well, there's about. another one too, though. There's another. There's, there's another, another one. one. Yeah. What's it? I'll message you sometime okay. if I find yeah, it. I thought that was a really good. They did a good job on the animated. And of course, Alan Moore was unhappy yeah. with it as usual. Yeah. Alan Moore, you know, he takes the check though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alan Moore talks too much. Well, there's um, going to be opinion. a Watchmen series now. It's already on. It's already had two episodes. I'm behind. You know what Watchmen was? I like it. It's I'm not. Check it out. Yeah. Well, it, you know the origin of Watchmen, right? It was just going to be the old Carlton comic guys, and they fluffed up. So Alan Moore, it's all those guys like Blue Beetle and all these guys. Yeah, but he Rorschach is a this. question. You know, the yeah. Just, but uh, the Watchmen, Watchmen is. Dr. Manhattan's Captain Adam. I know. Yeah. The show is basically the events of the comic book happened, and now it's 2019. And that's what it is. And this is what's happening now. Oh, so it's a follow-up almost. It's a follow-up. It is. It's a it's 100% a follow-up. And it's based on the comics, not the movie, because the squid thing happened. And it's very obvious that the squid thing happened, because it occasionally rains little squids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's very, yeah. All right. Um, and there, yeah, I, I like it so far because giant spider, it, there's a lot of, yeah, you don't, you don't, there's a lot of, there's a lot of mystery to it. You don't know, you don't know, you, you, it's going to take a while before you know what's actually really going on. There's a, you know, and, and it takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, because, uh, it, it has the, the, the big undercurrent of, of this series is, is a, a race. And, uh, and they, they, they start with the, uh, basically the, the clan basically wiping out Tulsa in the 1930s. Was Tricky the, Dick still the president? No, um, no, there's another celebrity president though, but I'm not going to say who it is. I don't want you to know. <laughs> but it's the same, the like, it's Shyamalan, Easty Twist. <laughs> it's, it's not the current celebrity president. They brought a thought up to me every now and then if you follow movies like we do, sometimes when you see... The project is they first announced it till finally years later when it comes out how different it was. Oh god! Because yeah. remember Watchmen, the genesis of that Terry Gilliam. And there's a script somewhere because my friend, my ex roommate in DC, saw there was a script from this film somewhere, and they were going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger play Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, that would have made sense. Yeah. Come in, hello. 
Hey. 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 All right. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't made. And we're having, this is one of those where we're having uh. cameos all over. <laughs> yeah, but Schwarzenegger is Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. That, yeah. that would have gone over like God a is real church. and he's yeah. Austrian would have been. Well, there. remember, yeah, one of the best, one of the best unknown, unmade movies was Superman Lives with Nicolas Cage and oh Superman God, yeah. with John Peters. Kevin Smith, I guess, will sign the script. Fuck. Uh, Tim Burton. Whenever he that was it. the that was the thing I was gonna say. So he wanted to do this giant mechanical spider thing, and they finally got it into that Wild Wild West remake. Yes. And it oh was like, yeah. And yeah. it was like you know it was like John Peters had a thing with giant spiders. Yes, he did. He I don't know what the hell is he had a thing with dragons. Spider. I mean, <laughs> I thought that was an interesting concept. Somebody has an obsession with dragons. I would have dragons really, in every one of our yeah. shows here. But yeah. to explain to explain that whole Superman in the black suit, you have to. Bizarre. You'd have to go back all the way into the where he gets killed and all the other Supermans come around, and you'd have to get into a huge storyline about that. I saw. I don't know what like it was. It wasn't, Sa- and, yeah. it wasn't Saturday Night Live, but somebody mixed it. Superman movie with Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, so they have Superman Nicholas Cage is a drunk <laughs> Superman. Uh. And don't get me wrong, I like Nick Cage, but that ooh, that would. I think because Superman sort of is like it's the whole idea. It's more. He's supposed to be a positive hero, right? Yeah, and not really have all this pathos. Well, no, I think to use the, the, the wrestling parlance, the white meat baby face, you know, the all-American boy, even though he's an alien, you know, the one that everybody should rally around. But then it becomes a question. You and you and I talked about this, Patrick. I can't get behind Superman because I know he's never in danger. Yeah. How can you root for somebody well, that you know can't be hurt? They had to manufacture weaknesses for him. Yeah. And he because, loses his powers every now yeah, and then. Yeah, they had to manufacture weaknesses for him because they realized, you know, oh, this he's there's no peril with this guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So here, movie tropes. Actually, Kryptonite was a, was thought up on the radio show. Oh, really? Was it? Yeah, yep. it was. Yep. Yep. They, 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 now they, there's all they, kinds of colors, too. I've got oh, yeah. yeah. They introduced that on the radio show and Jimmy Olsen on the radio show. And then he, that, he's, it's and then it be, yeah. Did you ever see the uh, Saturday Night Live skit about, because we'll think of our friend Steve, who's vanished in the nethers <laughs> this time, uh, where Superman fought for the Nazis, he's Uberman. Yeah. And yeah. they have, he comes down, there's Michael Pale and his Hitler, because a python has to play Hitler. Mm. And he comes out, he's Jimmy Olsen, Jimmy Olsen? <laughs> I Belgian Superman comes down, looks with his X-A visions over. He's a Jew. <laughs> well, let's go talk about a movie trope for a minute, especially, I think, in the old Superman TV shows and cartoons. Guy empties his gun at Superman. Nothing happens. Why did they always throw the goddamn gun at him? <sighs> you you like, got to try something. Bad it's direction. Like, <laughs> it's like he put six bullets bounced off this guy's yeah. chest. Oh, wait, I'll throw the handgun and hit him in the nose. Like, come on. Well, probably just to show desperation. Yeah, I think it's out of just sheer frustration. And I think that was the problem in the old series, like The Adventures of Superman. You couldn't do anything to him, so you just had to get him so he distract him. So the one where he gets trapped in the bathosphere with Lower Lane. Right. Because he can't, so he finally decides he can just pull it up. (laughs) Which still didn't make sense. And you see the Kirk, the one was a Kirk LR, the first ones, a serial? Yep. What did he fight? Do you remember those? What did he? What kind of bad guys did he fight? Well, he fought Lex Luthor in the second one. Wasn't and, there Superman the first versus one, the Mole Man or something? That's the Christopher. That's the George oh, Reeve okay. one. Yeah. He fought the Spider Lady. This this woman called the Spider Lady, and that's she had, where John she was, Peters got it. From. She there was it trying is. to steal this like 
some kind of machine that like stopped all the electronic things and like it was gonna you know get stop trains and stop cars and fuck up <laughs> trucks and I don't know it was like some weird thing. And then you had of course then you had the good the stereotype Oriental evil villain like from, oh boy from, you had tons of them. Well, it was back in that day when you know yeah. It's like, Greg, if you had not seen this, Patrick and I saw Joel Hodgson flee, no retreat, no surrender. So oh, we're yeah. sitting there watching, and all of a sudden there's the, the kid in it. He bounces a basketball. Yeah. And all of a sudden it gets picked up by the oh-so-cool black kid who's a non-person. Oh, yeah, it's just the, it's the unfortunate uh, 80s stereotype. And he comes in, and his first line is, yeah. And then oh. and Joel and the bots are like, no. <laughs> Oh, man. It's so it's this movie yeah. it had the ghost of Bruce Lee in it. Yeah, the ghost of Bruce Lee uh trains uh you know a white kid how to do kung fu. Um <laughs> shit, this movie has everything. Oh, they God, have the, the, the black kid has no personality, he's here to sort of be the fun, no, the cool foil. He's the yeah, he's the cool kid who has the funny one liners and who facilitates you like oh i know a guy oh i know a guy he what knows all the guys uh no retreat no retreat no surrender oh, wow. it was a, uh, featuring john claude van damme john well, claude van damme's yeah. first uh movie role oh. uh, and he's oh, he's in the be- very beginning and the very end he has no lines and his character's name is uh, ivan the russian makes sense um and yeah, it's basically just a really horrible ripoff of Karate Kid. Well, I guess that did you know John Amos quit Good Times because he got sick of the Jimmy J.J. Walker character because he thought it was just you know that this one's most popular. <laughs> well, yeah, he yeah everyone was getting outshined by this this kid who just came into the show, and it's like the Fonzie thing. It's just like hey. the side character that all of a sudden became the most popular thing. Yeah. Urkel, you know all that. Happens a lot on these sitcoms that aren't well, that great to sit- begin with. Not even sitcoms, even like movies. Like look at uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Rocket Raccoon. You know, in the comics, right. they almost wrote him out because he was the most unpopular character in the in the team, or in that series, I should say. Because well, that's not the original Guardians. No, the, the rabbit is right. <laughs> <laughs> What's a raccoon? Yeah, ex- and they all, and now all of a sudden he's the highest testing character in that franchise. Right. But he I, I was think, almost written away. I don't think that was an accident. I, oh I, no, I, definitely yeah, not. That, that, everything in that movie, I think, was. You but know, then I, they blow those kind of things when they have the interesting side character, but then they try to make him the focus. Oh, well, that's that's yeah, that's I think is a classic mistake. It's just like those characters. Yeah, they when they because when they become the focus, then their lack of substance becomes very clear. Yeah. It's like, like oh, what, no wonder you know, we laugh because he only said one thing at the yeah. right time, but now yeah. he has to carry But dialogue. remember, the, font, the fonts ended up killing one of Richie's brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the one that desc- ascended the stairs and never came back? Well, he was played, I think, by three different actors, and he was only in the first season. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you know, the, 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 the urban legend was that, like he died in Vietnam, Yeah, like and he, so they uh, just never mentioned him again. Yeah, he was killed in the war. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of times the problem they have, too, is like, I'll give you the example of Fish, because they get the side character, but then they have to come up with the thing because they don't really have anything else on them. And they well, the, forget the, he's the, interesting because he just was the side character. He gets to have to say all the good lines and everything. The, he, was, he had a spinoff show. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. two and seasons. It wasn't very good. It wasn't very well, good. I'll tell you that, because I, I got from my mother the complete Barney Miller on DVD. Oh, that show was great. And it, it included was. season one of Fish. <laughs> Not both seasons, thank season God, one. just season one of Fish. <laughs> isn't like, it like, isn't it like 
uh, they like adopt a bunch of kids or something. Something, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's have uh, Abe Vigoda and a bunch of young kids. Yeah, oh, God. He did some voiceover. Some, he was in The Godfather, too. Yes, he was. And I can say Abe Vigoda used to say I'm still alive because there would be reports every year he died. Yes, yeah, no, I'm until, still, he actually, until he actually And I have to died. say, we don't get political here, but I'm still waiting to see what Epstein's mom says. Ugh. Anybody you've seen, welcome back, Cotter. I'll get the joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ha. Yeah. Epstein signed Epstein's mother. Yeah. Yeah. This um, time I mean it. That's, you know, what happened though, when Ron Padillo died. They had something out. Uh, Mr. Cotter, Epstein can't come to school today. I'm really serious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it was like he, Juan can't make it to school today, and this time it's for real. Yeah. But you realize, and like, this sad. show, like, when we do talking shit, we could start at the beginning and do, like, for decades, because we can go on and on for, like, 15 hours. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, we could, probably will. We could, do, we could do several episodes just we on do, 1930s, you know, film noir. Yeah. And then, like, We should do one else. on dragons and their importance in cinema. No, you know what we should actually do? The thing about dragons really don't it's have my a show. I can see cinema. what I want. <laughs> they really no, cinema. And misunderstood heroines who. As I said, I heroin figured it is out. never misunderstood. We know what heroin does. She was trying to evacuate people. the city. You don't see the flames touching the people or anything else. Uh, I, um, no, it's what my I want to do. I'm saying what I want. What I want yeah, to do. Right. <laughs> what I if you do, don't want people to listen to it, that's fine. <laughs> no, I think, and this is something I've always had a kind of a hatred for is uh, the academy, the academy of arts and whatever the hell they're called. Films. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're those assholes. <laughs> Let's look. You know, we could do a whole episode just on the quote-unquote best pictures and how badly they've screwed over. Well, you know what? Oh, you yeah. guys so give us. Actors. You guys could pick out something you want to talk about, and we'll end up not talking. But we'll go on a whole different angle, like we always do. But we'll try <laughs> exactly. to start. I, I, yeah, we could like pick one like broad trope, and then we could probably talk about it. Oh, and we'll God, end up easily. talking about something else. Of well, course, yeah. it's always fun. Yeah, no, I mean, like the dumbest idea for a movie that actually we enjoyed, or yeah. Oh, I could, I've got a list. I, I got a movie from a buddy of mine. He burned a bunch of these movies, and it was called World Without End. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. About the giant uh, cockroaches and grasshoppers. No, no, and it's like one of those Star Trekky. It looked like a Star Trek film, yeah. TV show. It was like okay, they're in this. It's George. What's his name? Rob. Not Robert Taylor. George Papard? Who was the guy that was in uh, The Birds? Oh, oh I didn't know oh. Tippi Hedren was in it. Yeah, yeah but the, the male. The guy. Oh, God. Who was the guy? The, the guy in The Birds. Rod Taylor, I think. Yeah, Rod Taylor. Oh, yeah. Rod Taylor. So he's in this, and he's got like a sort of a British accent. So he, And, you know, it's weird, but he's they're in this like spaceship, of course, with no space suits and no, you know, they're just flying around through space. Of course. And they hit this, they hit this anomaly thing, and they go... Basically, I guess they land in the future, and it's like there's um, there's these like deformed like cavemen guys, one eye type things. They're savages, and then there's a underground thing where a bunch of people and you know with the skull caps and the weird uniforms and and you know you gotta watch this thing. I, I think Greg is describing a dream he had once. No, this is a real it, it movie. It makes me sad because I saw some of the Ray Harryhausen recently. And I thought the Cyclops and they won't go up yeah. to the top because they're scared and all. They make them come outside or something and, or something. <laughs> but I thought like wow. the site the poor Cyclops there had a tutoring business and he finally quit because he only ever got one pupil. 
Oh. Oh, <laughs> but then we get talk stop motion. But that almost reminds me of a movie called Defcon Five that I saw that was really weird. Yeah. It was almost like a post nuclear where they come back from space. But we had all this stuff to go on. You guys bring up a topic oh my next time. God. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's. So. I, oh man! There's but should we so do much. plugs? Yeah, plugs. plug stuff. Who got what? D and D is coming. It might be up by the time this yeah, comes you know out. What? Yeah, it'll, it's coming. It'll happen. It's, it's, it it's, may have it's, happened depending on when I air it's this. It's more complicated. Yeah, and I keep my nose out. It's of more it. complicated because apparently I don't know what the hell I'm. I doing. don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> you I heard it here it. first. And Patrick, what's you know? It's coming up for you. Uh, well Ruslana and Yelena. You pronounced it right this time. Yeah, I pronounce it right every time. I know. <laughs> Ruslana and Yelena, uh, modern day Russian Revolution at the Muck. Uh, uh, the first weekend of December, um, go to dvctheater.org, I think. Yes, I, it's either that. I'm looking up the dates. Uh, and, uh, or Muck, or and uh, we'll, MUCC. Links we will or... probably be down there talking to all of you after rehearsal. Yeah, before at some point, we're going to come down. At some point. Greg, what do you and got? Greg, what's going on what for I got? Well, I had, I had stuff last night. <laughs> 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 for any of you guys that are listening, no. Neil, you playing the Neil Young thing with Brian? No, I'm not doing that one. That was mostly that's for him. He just yeah. does that by himself. I know I'm not. You know, it's when it is what it is. But uh, my birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks. Yay! <laughs> but uh, are you 33? I got. I wish. Uh, let's see. What else is? I got a couple things coming up, uh, but I can't think of them at the moment. Happy a couple happy hour gigs here and there, and you know Abilene, I think, and. Uh, the life of a working Murphs. musician, huh? All yeah. over. And we got to organize our next drum gig on here. Yeah. yeah. You know, if we can find some drummers that are sober, sober them up, get them away from the farm animals. <laughs> that can actually out. talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. I want animal from the Muppet All Show. Right. Get the jewel cup ready. <laughs> <laughs> cool. oh. but, and now that we've insulted drummers yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm up for it. And no, I have one thing. Of course, it has nothing to do with this podcast, but I was talking to a band of mine I know, The Well, and they put a new album out, Death and Consolation. They're actually very good. And I suppose it fits. We're going to play a song called Raven from it and check them out there. Very cool. good. And somehow... Try to figure out how they went into what the heck we talked about. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way. We talked about pretty much everything. Yeah. And for all you guys, Greg, Pat, Zach, Yo. Uh, until the next talking shit. Yeah. Until next and who knows what we'll go talk about. Jesus. But it'll be shit. Bring it me will. the dog-like creature. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs>